Reflections with Deacon Gary Johnson. Early one morning a few weeks ago, I was sitting on the beach in Port Stanley. Playing at the edge of the water was a young mother and her one-year-old baby boy on his first ever visit to a beach. The joy of the mom and the child was evident in the broad smiles on the mom's face and the giggles of the little lad. Shortly after, they were joined by his grandmother and the love between the nana and the daughter and the grandson was so visible as to become the focus of all of the activity that was taking place. The sight of sand and the sound of surf was secondary to the love and joy of child and parent and grandparent. And it was inspiring to be there to watch that. And as later it became apparent to me, being there that day was God's whisper in my soul. So what has that got to do with today's readings? Simply this. Our gospel today begins with the words, Whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And that sounds like a particularly harsh thing for Jesus to say. I know what it means to be a son and to have a mother and a father, and I know what it means to be a parent and a grandparent. And so I struggled with those words. I loved my parents. I love my children. How could God demand that I must love God more? So for many years, I dismissed the saying in my mind and assumed I would figure out what it all means sometime later. Often, when you and I come across something in Scripture that just doesn't make sense to us, we dismiss it. It's an obstruction. It's a brick in our path that we just don't want to deal with at that time. But what can happen is that each time we come across a teaching or a parable or an insight that we just don't get and we dismiss it, we slowly build a wall of those bricks of dismissal until we get to a point where we start to think that Scripture maybe isn't that relevant to our life experience today. The combination of all of these dismissals becomes a wall of indifference to the relevance of God's message to us. So how are we to understand the opening words of today's gospel? Part of the understanding of the words of Jesus that we see in Scripture is knowing that at that culture, in that time, a common way of speaking was to use extremes to make a point. Now, I'm told that word structures used to make a point are called idioms. And no, there isn't an exam at the end of the homily. School is over. So we often see in Scripture this play between words like hate and love, light and dark, sacred and profane, as a structure within which a teaching is given. And yes, that sounds different to our 21st century ears, since we don't often use that idiom. But imagine if someone in the future saw that I wrote down something that said, my partner drives me up a wall, and that my wife got so mad at me, she hit the roof. 
Would they think that cars in 2023 could drive vertically? Or that wives who get mad can levitate? I don't think so. So when I looked at these words that I struggled with, one of the things that I learned is that I can't look at first century writings with 21st century eyes. And that can help us when we come across phrases like the one that begins today's gospel. Understanding the style of writing helps a lot. But there is a deeper and more profound insight contained in those words. And it's that we assume that because we're called to love God more, well, that that means we love our family less. It betrays a perception that love is some finite resource, a thing limited in supply to be carefully doled out to others. But you and I know in our hearts that that isn't true. Think of our love for family. Think of our love for our children. To love one does not diminish our love for the other. The depth of our love is the same. I often say to my grandchildren, of all my grandchildren, I love each one the most. Our depth of love is there regardless of how many we choose to share love deeply with. It doesn't diminish. So what about loving God? What's different about that? Well, perhaps that comes down to one thing. God has loved us into an eternal existence. God's love is shown for us not only in our individual creation, but in God's creation of a universe for us to exist in, a planet to live on, an ecosystem to be part of. And this love extends beyond just this realm of reality, this realm of creation. This love extends and infuses into infinity, into eternity. It is this breadth of God's love that we can begin to see how it differs from our love and how we can be inspired and energized to share that love, to share God's love with others. Jesus goes on in this chapter to provide even more insights to his disciples, and indeed, those insights continue to nourish you and I in our relationship with God. For inasmuch as we realize ourselves to be immersed in God's love, then we become more able to profoundly and deeply love those in our families, and indeed, to share that love with the stranger, the orphan, the outcast. And it is through that outpouring of love and concern that you and I not only live out our calling as disciples of Christ, but it's through that outpouring that you and I become more aware of the presence of God's love surrounding all that we see, including a little boy with his mom and Nana on a beach in June.